welcome and welcome and welcome and welcome. That's a three welcome to the Rob Zakari show. I am Rob Zakari. I'm sounding a smidgen better, just a smidgen better. I'm all hopped up on cold medicine, to be perfectly honest with you. That's why I sound a smidgen, a smidgen better. But welcome. It is the 31st of March. Yes, we are in the final day of the month of March, approaching April 1st. And this is the Week in Review. Well, we have some new developments, but then we will do a little Week in Review and we'll kind of clear off the desk. I got a lot of stuff that we haven't got to this week because of some of the things that were breaking. Yesterday, we touched on the Mike Pence controversy. Well, at least it's a controversy on the liberal side, but we'll get into a little more of details on that. I also want to talk about Malia Obama. Nobody talks about Malia Obama and her bar hopping um, quests. Because remember, you're supposed to leave the children of the president alone. Well, I don't think anybody left the Bush girls alone. The media made sure they uh, photographed and videotaped and publicized their drunken um, bar escapades. But Malia Obama, nope. That's So we'll talk about a little Malia Obama. But let's start with Schiff. It's kind of funny. There's a, a, a silence. There's a silence that the Democrats in the media are all of a sudden coming into. Today, Schiff went to the White House and took a look at the documents that Nunez saw. And he said they were the documents, the very same documents that Nunez saw at the White House last week. And he quoted and said, while I cannot discuss the content of the documents, if the White House had any concern over these materials, they should have been shared with the full committee in the first place as a part of our ordinary oversight responsibilities. Nothing I could see today warranted a departure from the normal review procedures, and these materials should now be provided to the full membership of both committees. Now, Remember, these documents are showing surveillance being done by the Obama administration. These documents are showing people being unmasked. And this information being shared across the intelligence community. 
Remember, Nunez made a big deal out of it. And the media said he was full of crap. This was all a rouge. This was just to bide Trump more time, distract everybody from the Russian investigation. Well, if that was the case, don't you think that little creep ship after seeing the documents when it came out, had a big press conference and screamed and yelled about that it was nothing but a charade. The documents were full. This is BS. No, very, very somber. It's very somber. It was a, you know what it was like? That realization, you know, when you're constantly going, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. My wife didn't cheat on me. My wife didn't cheat on me. No way my wife cheated on me. No way. And all of a sudden, your friend shows you the pictures, and you're like, oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Somebody goes, hey, man, what happened? Nothing. Oh, Nothing. Did you see something you didn't expect? I'm just going to say, I. well, I saw something. That's what it's like. And the words that are coming out of a lot of people's mouths is this goes right up the chain. A very high-ranking Obama. Administrator, high ranking. They are the people or person that did the unmasking. So you got to speculate. Brennan, Clapper, Jared. Again, None of this has been disputed. Schiff saw the information today. He saw the information today. The left, the media, they were all about this being just a a big rouge. Schiff would have come out and said there's a lot of nothing. It was crap. So Schiff obviously saw exactly what Nunez saw. Obviously, he's sitting there going, how the hell are we going to spin this? How are we going to make this pile of dung look like a, a, a rose? What are we going to do? They're talking a high Obama official, a high-ranking official. If you're talking about Brennan, if you're talking about Clapper, if you're talking about Jared, the next question will be, well, what did Obama know? What did Obama know? If you've got somebody 
that's that high ranking. Somebody's going to say, well, the media won't. Right now, they're freaking. They're trying to figure out how do they cover for black Jesus. How do they cover for black Jesus? Because this is big. This is really, really big. How do they cover for black Jesus? Because if the person is that high in the administration, people are going to say Obama had to know. Brennan, Clapper, Jared, they're not unmasking. They're not doing something that is leaking. You know, it's funny. I remember the days when the Democrats were were, uh, beside themselves. When the leaking was being done with the Republicans. Remember Valerie Plains? Remember the wife of Joe Wilson? Remember the whole Dick Cheney, Scooter Libby, the leaking of the identity of Valerie Plains? Remember that? It was about a year. Remember, Scooter Libby was supposed to go to jail, and he basically got pardoned by Bush. But you want to talk about beside themselves. Democrats were beside themselves. Now, ah, leaking's not a big deal. Leaking national seed. And you have to put it on that same playing field. You have to put it on the same playing field. I mean, if anything, I would say what's going on now and the leaking of secrets is worse than the Valerie Plain stuff, considering she wasn't in the field. It just basically blew her cover so she couldn't go back in the field. But it wasn't like she was in the field. It wasn't like she was sitting at a dinner and all of a sudden her cover was blown and she had to get pulled out like 007 style. What's been going on now with the deep state and the Obama leftovers is secrets that are happening now. Secrets that are affecting people now. Democrats don't care. Leaking? Eh. Unmasking? Spreading that information all across the intelligence community? Eh. They just want to try to convince you that fake news 
pushed by the Russians caused millions and millions and millions and millions of people to switch their votes from Hillary Clinton to Donald Trump. Remember, we talked about this yesterday. The whole concept is illogical. Nobody who was going to vote for Hillary Clinton switched their vote because they saw a fake news story that said Hillary Clinton had Parkinson's, had epilepsy. It's illogical. It's it's borderline retarded. And for the Democrats to keep going down this path, what they're saying is, you millions and millions and millions of people are so stupid and ignorant and retarded that you saw a piece of fake news and instantly went against all your values, all your principles because you were afraid Hillary Clinton had epilepsy. And like I said yesterday, this is a rabbit hole that the Democrats have been going down. And it's like that movie Flat Gordon, where they're playing that game and they're sticking their hands in that hole. I know it sounds a little dirty, but they're sticking their hands in the hole. It's like, uh, it's like Russian roulette and the, the, the creature bites them, ah, kills them. Sticking their hand in that hole. And now they're getting bit. Now they're getting bit. If you look at Adam Schiff and just that 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 look on his face when he's talking about, I seen the stuff that Nunez saw. I seen it. And and if you go to uh, Rachel Maddow and people like her. They're now starting to tamp down the whole collusion. Because after the Senate hearing, when all the Democrats have been hoping and praying and, 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 and wanting and for the smoking gun, they're not getting it. Eight months of investigations and there's no smoking gun. It's Burr talking about epilepsy and fake news and Russian trolls pushing out news. And that fake news targeting voters in Michigan and Ohio and all of these people switching their votes because of Epilepsy, fake news. And now you got people like Rachel Maddow going, oh, no. Jesus. This is, this is, this is, this is not turning out to be too good. This ain't turning out to be too good. Because she knows the Democrats are doing 
all of this just to raise money. They're not getting votes. They're not gaining votes. They're just firing up the old jerk-offs like Michael Moore and Bill Maher, who they already have. They already have those voters. They're just firing them up to give them money. That's it. That's it. That's all they're doing. Maddow came out after yesterday's Senate hearings. She came out and said, uh, guys, uh, we, you know, there, there, there might be nothing. You know, remember the first thing everybody said when they heard Flynn came out and talked about immunity. Oh, he's got the goods. He got the goods. And then this morning, Trump's like, yeah, give him immunity. Let him talk. Everybody. That doesn't sound like somebody that's, you know, got their titty in a ringer. If Trump's titty's in the ringer, he definitely wouldn't be encouraging Flynn to testify. He wouldn't be encouraging immunity for Flynn. And again, obviously the media and the left have nothing because you know how to know what their stories were today? Remember the time when General Flynn was talking about Hillary Clinton's AIDS? And he said, if somebody wants immunity, that means they're guilty. That was the story today. And then they did one on Trump. Remember when Donald Trump kept talking about Hillary Clinton's aides? The fact that they wanted immunity, that meant they're guilty. Oh, oh, what's it? Look at that. They love doing that with Trump. Remember when Trump talked about Obama playing golf? Remember that? Funny thing with the whole... Trump golf and Obama golf. Trump actually uses golf for what it's supposed to be used for, making deals. Whenever you hear Trump golfing, he's golfing with some president of some country or some executive. Obama's golfing with his high school friends. Or he's golfing with some celebrity douchebag. You never heard Obama on the links with Mitch McConnell and John Boehner discussing health. He never did that. Thing when they go, oh, Trump was at Mar-a-Lago, and look at, he's just vacation. What are you talking about? You see pictures. Trump's at Mar-a-Lago. And there's world leaders. Or there's Ford executives. 
The media tries to play that game. And they forget Trump is an unprecedented president. We've never had a president that owned property like Mar-a-Lago. Remember, we've always had a president. Even going back to Bush, they had nothing. I mean, Bush was a failed son of a president. I mean, everything Bush touched was garbage. Given a, a, a piece of the Texas Rangers so it looked like he was doing something. He had an oil company that was garbage. Obama was a, what, community organizer? He was a teacher. Never had a job. Never had a job. Clinton? What was Clinton? He's the first president that actually had a job and actually still has businesses. Oh, he's at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, that, and? What's that mean? He's at one of his golf courses golfing with the president of uh, South Korea. I I don't know. Whatever he was doing that, uh, what, a week or two ago, golfing with one of the Asians. (laughs) So even the Rachel Maddows, even the Rachel Maddows are starting to go, there's really nothing. There's really nothing. We we've we've played this hand and now and now we we are getting exposed for the shady stuff that we did. And then he got Flynn and the controversy. Did he ask for immunity? Did he not ask for immunity? Some people are saying it was never asked. Some people say fake news. So we'll see. But this is the start. Here's a little Rachel Maddow. The news today that we may get testimony exchanged for immunity from fired National Security Advisor Mike Flynn. This potential to know more about the scandal than anybody else. That news today revs the scandal up into higher gear that we didn't even know we had in our national transmission. And you know, we here at the show, and I think on this network, we will cover this as aggressive as anybody. I think it's been fair to say we've been as aggressive as anybody in the already, and will remain the case. But I want to just plant this flag here. 
remains the possibility that the president and his campaign are innocent. There remains the possibility that the president and his campaign are not indicted. But that this scandal does not prove not prove that there was a committing of bad acts. There remains a possibility at the end of this, even if these investigations didn't go as badly as they have for the president thus far, there remains a possibility at the end of it all, he's still president. And then for the sake of our democracy, we have to figure out how we're going to regain our tolerance for corruption. See, she's even saying that the whole point of all of this is to get Trump removed from office. And that the chances are good that this isn't going to happen. So don't get down. Don't get down, people. That's what she say. Don't get down. The media wants to tell the world Chuck Todd said it today. Oh, this is a, a latency. This is, this is very bad. This cloud of rut. As much as they want to say that, this week has been very good for Trump, the Trump team, and clearing everybody's name. All of this news that's been coming out, the documents, the unmasking, the leaking, the surveillance. The fact that Schiff saw all this has nothing to say. You got days of Senate testimony that amount to nothing more than Fake news? Fake news. Epilepsy stories. Epilepsy stories are what caused Hillary Clinton to lose. Epilepsy stories. So they know. They know. So the media is going to push this very bad week. It's not that bad. It's actually been very good. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and let's talk about um, the Mike Pence controversy. Talk about the Mike Pence controversy. Real quick, we'll be right back. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie. Not a single time. Never. These allegations are false. And I need to go back to work for the American people. 
Thank you. We are back. And now that's relevant to what we're going to talk about right now. But real quick, if you go to CNN, their top story is unraveling Trump's Russia problem. The only four things you need to know. The only four things you need to know. Vladimir Putin has some deep-seated issues with the U.S. and Hillary Clinton. That's number one. Hacks. Here's what the U.S. intelligence community says actually happened. Trump officials in Russia talked a lot. But about what? And finally, Trump accused Obama of wiretapping him. That never happened. But this did. That's their headline. Maybe we'll get into it uh, after this segment. So, the libs were in an uproar. They were in an uproar. I mean, they were just, oh my God, that a piece, I mean, it was an old piece, nonetheless, about Mike Pence's wife and their relationship. And the Washington Post made the big deal. Remember, Washington Post, they're, they're, they are scumbags. You, you always got to remember, Washington Post are scumbags. They're owned by Jeff Bezos, the guy who owns uh, Amazon. That's like his own personal blog. That's what that is. So he could feel important. Because let's face it. He started out being a eBay clone. Selling dildos and lube. Alright? <laughs> I know. I know it's a little. Uh, it's a little. Let's just leave it at that. So. The story comes out, and it talks about how Pence says that he will not go to dinner with a woman by himself. If he goes to dinner with a woman, his wife accompanies him. He also stated that he will not go to parties where alcohol is flowing by himself. He will only go to those parties with his wife by his side. Now, he said this is how him and his wife, their marriage strong, make sure there's no room for temptation or bad judgment, mistakes. And it falls in line with their Christian beliefs. So the media had a field day with this. 
from the Daily Beast to the Washington Post. Some sites compared this to Sharia law. Some sites compared this to everything that Pence and the GOP scream and complain about as far as Islam. And yet, here he is oppressing his wife and so forth and so on. Now, I watched, I think, Tucker Carlson yesterday where they talked about this and a few Republican women talked about this. And yes, they were on the side of Pence, but they also had reservations because what if you had a woman in power? What if Pence had to go out with Andrea Merkel? Now, the funny thing about all of this is that both sides are kind of skewing this in a very bizarre way. Hell, I even saw one liberal outlet, I don't know if it was Huffington Post or BuzzFeed, that said, with Pence's comments, what he's really saying is he will never hire a woman. And I had to laugh. I had to laugh because both sides are actually misinterpreting what Pence was saying. Now, how many times And we could go at uh, this concept a bunch of different ways, but let's take it first. How many TV shows, how many real-life situations have occurred where something as innocent as a married man being at dinner with a woman who is not his wife blown up into a situation that it never was. It happens in real life. It happens on TV shows, sitcoms, dramas. There is absolutely nothing wrong with somebody, and it doesn't even have to be the vice president of the United States, governor, or senator not wanting to put themselves 
in a position doesn't look right. I wouldn't put myself in a position that doesn't look right. We're not talking about two world leaders having dinner, which was the example one of the conservative women used. We're not talking about Andrea Merkel and her 15-person or 20-person security detail and motorcade with Vice President Mike Pence and his team-person, 20-person security detail motorcade going to Sparks Steakhouse in New York after a UN conference. Not talking about that. And I'm sure that's not what Mike Pence and his wife were talking about. What Mike Pence was talking about was I'm Mike Pence, I'm the governor of Indiana or Michigan or Florida. And I'm going to go to dinner with an intern. I'm going to go to dinner with a 27-year-old staffer. I'm going to go to dinner 31-year-old lobbyist. There's absolutely no reason that you have to go to dinner with not your wife to discuss business. I mean, it's, it's common sense. And I'm sure every guy in this country would completely identify with saying, hmm, that's a little weird if your wife said, hey, honey, yeah, um, I'll be out tonight. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm meeting my boss at Ruth Chris Steakhouse at 9 o'clock at night. For what? We're going to discuss work. Well, you're together all day at work. Why do you have to go to Ruth Chris Steakhouse to discuss work? I mean, it makes no sense. Pence was talking about. There's no reason for a married man or a man 
that's in a relationship or a girl that's in a relationship to go to dinner with their boss or their equal when business can be conducted during the day. There's absolutely no reason going to dinner is a social event. Plain simple. Now, if you want to add in the mix, the paparazzi, and all it takes is one photo, and the innuendos will fly. And now it's up to you. Now it's up to you to say, nothing happened. This is nothing more than a staffer. This is nothing more uh, than a friend. This why would somebody want to put themselves in that situation? Now, I know if you're a Democrat, I know if you're a liberal, ejaculating on interns while your wife is down the hall is not a big deal. Having a woman come up to your hotel room and you're sitting on the couch with your penis out and you're asking her to kiss it, it's no big deal. I know raping a woman, it's no big deal. But to some people, they don't want to be in a situation where some a-hole takes a picture and you're sitting there at Ruth Chris Steakhouse with some 24-year-old girl regardless of how innocent it is. And now the headline is Mike Pence dining with 24-year-old intern at Ruth Chris at 9.30 at night. Vice President Pence, Governor Pence, what was going on? Nothing. It was a business meeting. Really, Governor? A business meeting at 9.30 at night at Ruth Chris Steakhouse? Couldn't that business take place during the day? I, I, I mean, come on, guys. You, you know what would be said. You know the talking points. You know, remember, and and we talk about it all the time, remember all the times I say why the establishment hates Trump? Because you got people like Lindsey Graham and you got people like John McCain and their entire lives, Mitt Romney, their entire lives have been built on a Eventually, 
becoming president. Everything they've ever done has been perfectly crafted to one day becoming the president. Every word they speak, every action they take. Mike Pence is following that motto. Mike Pence has seen far too many times politicians getting jammed up, whether it's for doing something shady with women or looking like they're doing something shady with women. And the best way to prevent that is don't put yourself in a position where somebody can say or take a picture or write about you and a woman. And again, I go back to this bizarre notion that by Pence and his wife having this agreement or these rules means Mike Pence can't hire women. It's ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. Most women don't go to dinner with their bosses or vice versa. It doesn't happen. Or at least it's not supposed to happen. And if it's happening, that means somebody wants a little action. There is no business lunch. There's no business to be had. If you work in an office, And you're the boss. You have a meeting. Very simple. Very simple. You have a meeting. You go to the conference room. There's no reason to go to dinner. That is a social event and why would anybody put themselves in a position to go somewhere and be with a woman who's not their wife in a social event in a social atmosphere like I said liberals they're they're, they're always looking to go after Republicans and The flip is they are, well, you know what? They're just evil. They're evil, evil people. That's all. They're hypocrites. And I know both sides are hypocrites. I do. I'm not not saying, oh, uh, you know, but, but Republicans aren't. Of course, both sides are guilty of it. But, but, 
Democrats are far more of hypocrites than Republicans. Far more. Especially as it pertains to uh, sex things. I mean, they're the first ones to go after Trump. While before Barack Hussein Obama was president, their idol was having sex with interns in the White House. They pretend that didn't happen. But Trump is a scumbag for talking about sex many, many, many years ago and long before he was the president. One was having sex with people who were not his wife while he was president. The other was talking about sex before he was the president. It's just amazing. But anyways, there's the the, the Pence controversy in a nutshell. So we'll be right back, and let's talk about uh, Malia Obama. I want to get this off my desk. This little bleep. All right, we'll be right back. Rob Zagari, Rob Zagari Show. Don't forget, guys, you could 
uh, follow us. Go to Twitter. Uh, it's at Rob Zakari Show. At Rob Zakari Show. Go there. Follow us. I think you'll like. Uh, I think you'll like the Twitter feed. You can also go to iTunes and listen to us there. Download the show. You can go to Spreaker. Um, you can also uh, go to uh, iHeartRadio. Other places. And I know I'm missing something, but anyways, so. A story that basically CNN, MSN, well, everybody, I had to go through CNN, MSNBC, ABC, all of them, the media, have ignored. And that's Malia Obama. Remember, Malia Obama, who's, who's what is it called, in a, a gap year? I never heard of a gap year. But that, that's got to be something new in the last eight years. That's got to be something new in the last year. I never heard of not going to college right away after high school being called gap, taking a year off, taking two years off. I'm, I'm not going to college right away. I'm going to go be an intern. I never heard of a gap year. So I, I guess it's another... You know, liberal term, gap year, safe space, transgender, gap year. What that that wasn't around when I went to high school. There was no gap year. I I took a gap year. I went to work for my dad in the stores. I didn't call it a gap year. Nobody called it a gap year. My mom said, "You're going to be a bum. You're going to be a bum if you're not going to go to college." Ma, I'm going to go work for dad for a little bit. Then I'll go to college. You're going to be a bum. You're never going to go back to college. You're going to be a bum. She didn't say, oh, it's a gap year. Gap year. Gap year, my ass. <laughs> gap year. Anyways, nobody's talking about Malia Obama and her gap year escapades. Because it's now two times. Two times, Malia Obama has been not caught. I guess you can't you can't say caught. Outed is that that's a better way. Outed. Outed. Me and my microphone dropped. Outed at being in a bar, restaurant, social club. God damn it! Sorry about that, guys. Bar, restaurant, social club at the age of 18. Now, I know president's daughters are off limits. But that wasn't the case for the Bush girls. That wasn't the case for the Bush girls. How many times did we see the Bush girls stumbling? Bumbling. There were paparazzi. The thing is, the media knew the Bush girls were going out. So the media knew they were going out and they were going to clubs and they were underage. The media knew that. 
and they covered it. That's the thing. If you're the president's daughter or the president's son, you're not going out and people don't know. Of course people know. People at the clubs know. Uh, you know, uh, uh, owners know. People know. It's just that the media doesn't report on it. Remember what I said? It's the whole tree fall in the woods. If nobody's there, did it really fall? Blah, 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 blah. The media doesn't cover it, and it didn't happen. Breitbart covers it, or Fox covers it. A certain section of people, the people that are conservative or Republicans and that look for that news will know about it. But the rest of the voting public, the low information voters, those people that only get their information from CNN or they only get their information from ABC World News or NBC World News, the only place they get their news is that half hour after they're local, they're never going to know about it. Now, the Bush girls, the media purposely covered it. They went to those clubs. They purposely hung out outside or inside. They purposely blasted those girls all over the TV to embarrass them, to embarrass the president, to embarrass Republicans. They purposely did it. They went out of their way to humiliate the Bush girls. Social club. And got into a beat. We guy from the gateway permanent. We got into a big and not one person not one person letting her in. Even if you're not if you're not drinking, you can't go to these when you're under 21. You can go to the place when you're under 21. It's not like she's going to clubs where they, they, they have 18 and under and you just wear a little wrist brand. She's like exclusive hipster trendy Hollywood but Harvey. She's not going to some under 21 allowed club. She's going to trendy hipster clubs. And nobody's going, hey, what are you going an 18 year old in? Well, that's the president's daughter. Well, it doesn't matter. She's 18. She's 18. If 
She's 18. It doesn't matter who she is. She's a kid. Club. And she rolls up on this editor. This this big shot over at the Gateway Pundit. Obviously, she was a little tippy. Obviously, she's all upset. Because you got to figure, she's 18, 19 years old. She knows what they say about She's not insulated. At this point, she's not insulated. At this point, she's like, I can't wait. We're out of the White House. When I see these people call my dad a Muslim, call my dad all these names, I'm up in their face. And that's what she did. So she went and got up in the guy's face. He said, okay, let's have a conversation. And then security grabbed her and pulled her away. And she sat in the corner like fuming, just staring at the guy, giving him stink eye the whole time. I mean, she was trying to do a, 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 a what is it, the, the, the Knowles girl. Jay. Remember when she was kicking Jay-Z in the elevator? She was trying to do. And he didn't hear about it anywhere. It was all over Twitter. It was on Gateway Pundit. That was it. That was a bush? Oh, that was a bush. Forget about it. It had been a top headline. Because she's not a child anymore. That was the somewhat reason that the media gave for the coverage of the Bush girls. They weren't kids. They were 18, 19, 20 years old. They're adults acting a fool. So they get covered. Well, here's Amelia, 18, acting a fool. And then there's this video of her at a party. It looks like she's, it looks like a hostage video, if you want to be, tell the truth. She's at this party. Some guy who, and he's doing like a Instagram selfie. He's talking into the camera. There's another guy on the other side of Malia. She literally looks drugged out of her mind. Literally. She's just, her eyes are half closed. She's just staring into the camera. And the guy's acting like a goofball. And then the next shot, after that little 10-second clip goes away of him and Malia and this other guy, it shows the guy taking a, a champagne bottle, holding it down to his junk, and then jerking it, shaking it like, you know, you know what, you know what I'm talking about. And that's the guy he's hanging out with. Again, no media coverage. It's completely ignored. But the Bush girls, forget about it. We we knew who they were dating. We knew the parties. We knew what they liked to drink. We knew what they liked to smoke. <laughs> we knew it all. We knew it all. 
It's amazing, but it was on my desk. Wanted to get it away. Be done. All right, let's uh, take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back after these fascinating, fascinating words. Yes. Yeah. All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. It's Rob's Gary's Rob's Gary Show. All sorts of little things are are kind of breaking. Again, if you get your news only from CNN and MSNBC or ABC, you're not going to know anything about it. But if you're a little more educated... And you know the sites and where the alternate information is. You could find some interesting stories. Now, I know it doesn't do a lot of any good. Because at the end of the day, you need some of those low information voters to know this. Know this. We have a shot of losing a handful of them. And that's why we have to try like hell and do everything we can to discredit the Chuck Todds and the Jake Tappers and make sure everybody knows that they are shills. They are nothing more than arms of the Democrat Party. They are not news. They are not the press. They are nothing more than state-run media. Now, of course, they don't have a president. Makes it a little off as far as state-run media, but you get the point. So, uh, an interesting fact, and this comes from the Daily Caller, it just hit, and the dossier, now remember, this 32-page dossier or 35-page dossier, whatever the hell it was, that got the whole FBI investigation rolling. Remember, the FBI 
has come out and said, no, 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 that's not what got our investigation rolling. And they actually were involved in a story, one of the stories two weeks ago. Whenever Comey testified and they did a whole breakdown, at the end, end of the little story about Comey's uh, testimony, they even said, they made sure, oh, uh, and uh, the investigation didn't start because of the 35-page dossier. Because all of us know it did. All of us know this is what got the ball rolling by the FBI. Their investigation started based on made-up stuff. Just imagine James Comey is sitting around reading a report about golden showers. And they're like, oh, we've, yeah, okay, we got to start an investigation. Maybe the golden showers is what got them. Maybe the golden showers is what got them. Maybe that got them going. I don't know. I don't know. But the story in the Daily Caller says, opposition research behind the so-called Trump dossier worked last year on behalf of the former Russian spy and the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, Chuck Grassley, wants to know why he hasn't registered as a foreign agent. In a letter to Acting Deputy Attorney General Dana Bonte on Friday. Now remember, Deputy General, uh, Attorney General is a Obama leftover. And all of this is because they forced Jeff Sessions to accuse himself. They did this on purpose. The Democrats did this on purpose. So Dana Bonte is the Obama leftover that now is in the middle of this. Grassley sent a letter to Dana Blante and inquired about Fusion GPS founder Glenn Simpson's work last year for Renat Achmest, a Washington, D.C.-based operative who is believed to be a former Russian counterintelligence agent. Simpson's work with Ashmish, which was first revealed last year, is supervising given that Simpson, uh, who, was, uh, who, who hired former British spy Christopher Steele to conduct research about Trump's activities in Russia. Simpson, a former Wall Street Journal reporter, was hired by a Hillary Clinton supporter to dig up dirt on Trump. The project resolved in a 35-page unverified dossier written by Steele that Fusion GPS distributed to reporters and also to the FBI. Now, you're not going to see that on CNN, of course. You're not going to see it on MSNBC, of course. But that's pretty interesting. Again, there's a lot of nothing involving all of this. And what's happening is Democrats are digging themselves a hole that they're not going to be able to get out of. Grassley said the issue is in particular concern to the committee, given that when Fusion GPS reportedly was acting as an unregistered agent of Russian interest, it appears to have been simultaneously overseeing the creation of 
the unsubstantiated dossier of allegations of a conspiracy between Trump campaign and the Russians. Grassley also pointed to news reports about Akhmenti's background. It is particularly disturbing that Mr. Akhmenti, Fusion GPS, were working together on this pro-Russia lobbying effort 2016 in light of Mr. Ashmin's history and reputation. And then Grassley cited various reports referring to Ashmin as Soviet counterintelligence officer who later worked for the GRU as successor to the KGB. Interesting stuff, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see what comes of it Monday, but we are out of here. I know we're ending early, but Man, we've been been through this week, guys. And I've been sick every single day. It didn't take a sick day. We were here. You're the best. You're the greatest. We'll see you guys come Monday. Be good. Be safe. Don't take any wooden nickels. We're out of here. Goodbye. (laughs) 